In this episode of the St. Louis Small Business Podcast, Dr. John Moore from the Back Pain Center in O'Fallon goes into the weeds of what it takes to become a chiropractor and the business challenges you must overcome to ultimately become successful. <laughs> okay. Welcome to another episode of the St. Louis Small Business Podcast. Today, I am here with a good friend and personal chiropractor of mine, Dr. John Moore. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Keith. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, before we kind of get into like a little bit of the nitty gritty of you know what you're doing today, um, we're going to take our audience a little bit back into a little about your upbringing. You know, you grew up out here in the uh, O'Fallon area. Mm-hmm. You know, what was you know growing up in this area like? Uh, I mean, O'Fallon is is great. Uh, it's a great place to raise a family. Um, I am the youngest of three. Uh, I grew up off Stump Road in O'Fallon. Um, my family was, uh, you know, kind of blue collar. Mom and dad both worked very hard working jobs. Um, they allowed for us to play sports at a high level growing up. My sister played competitive soccer. My brother and I both played competitive ice hockey and baseball. Uh, traveling around the United States, playing both those sports. Mm-hmm. My sister doing the same thing, playing soccer. Um, but uh, no, it was great. I mean, I grew up in a neighborhood full of kids that I went to school with that all had similar interests. We all played hockey. It was crazy playing like street hockey growing up in our neighborhood was was uh, otherworldly. It was yeah. uh, it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, just I mean, a, a great upbringing, and great childhood. Um, yeah. What what drew you to hockey growing up? Because I know with me. I just, that question that just kind of came into my head. What drew me to it was watching, like, when I was a kid is when the Mighty Ducks movies came out. Oh, yeah. And naturally, we were like, oh, that's got to be us, Bash yeah. Brothers, and all that type sure. of stuff. Well, my dad, uh, my mom and dad both actually really liked hockey, okay. like, as kids. And my dad actually played hockey growing up. So we were influenced by that. And then also the Blues in the 90s with Brett Hall and Adam Oates and Chris Pronger and Al McInnes and... I mean, Brennan Shanahan, Curtis Joseph, I mean, you could, Wayne Gretzky there for a short stint, but, uh, I mean, the Blues in the 90s were so good, and the, the fact that that team didn't win a championship is still mind-boggling to yeah, me, yeah. but, um, but uh, you know, we had all of that, and then at the same time in the early 90s, you know, the Mighty Duck movies came out, and uh, hockey, honestly, in, in St. Louis, Missouri, since about the late 80s, I'd say 88 or 89, was honestly, is a hotbed for hockey. And it's, it's honestly, it's it's not that well known, but a lot of hockey players come out of the St. Louis area mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of big tournaments are played in our city, in St. Louis, in the Chesterfield area. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of just always flown under the radar, but hockey is really interesting. Really is it? And I don't, I don't know if you know this, because I don't know. Have you, ever, have you ever read the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell? I, yeah, I've, I've read through that. Yeah. You know how he mentions in there, like, it's not random why so many good hockey players come out of Canada? Mm-hmm. He talks about it a little bit in there. Yeah. You, is there a reason why St. Louis is kind of a hotbed? Do you think it's just because of that naturally with the Blues being that good? And having I think, honestly, I, yeah, I, I think it kind of just, I think it was kind of just like a perfect storm. I think... The Blues were good at a really long time, and then there was all this hockey influence, and gotcha. like like we talked about, and I think it just kind of organically happened. Gotcha. Chesterfield rink opened up in the early '90s. Uh, the Recplex rink opened up in the early '90s, um, and then we had some other facilities open up around the same time. So it kind of just all 
kind of was, like I said, just like a perfect storm. That's super interesting. Yeah. So I guess talk to us a little bit about then, you know, um, going to high school in the area and actually playing. What was that like? Playing hockey and oh, baseball. Uh, I mean, playing hockey uh, in high school, um, high school hockey in Missouri, especially in St. Louis, is we've seen a huge shift in probably the last 15 years because when my brother was playing, so my brother graduated from high school in 2005, mm -hmm. and when he was playing, high school hockey in St. Louis especially was, was very good. Um, a lot of people were not only playing their competitive travel leagues, but they were also playing high school hockey as well. Gotcha. Um, as I started to come into high school, we started to see less people playing both and more people just playing in their competitive team mm -hmm. and not and opting out of not playing high school. Yep. So we've kind of seen a shift in the talent level a little bit gotcha. where high school hockey is kind of coming down a little bit, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, but we still see a lot of people that are playing competitive and also playing high school. Not saying that high school hockey is not competitive because gotcha. it, it is. Um, but I think we've seen a little bit of a drop in that. But high school hockey was a lot of fun. I mean, we had people from your school come out and support you. We had cheerleaders, you know, we had rivalries. Like I went to Timberland High School and we had Holt High School in Wentzville. Mm -hmm. um, and we had actually just split my freshman year. So my freshman year, we were a combined varsity team. Mm. So, uh, you know, my sophomore, junior, and senior year, we had these rivalry games where we have, you know, thousand people at games, you know, out at Wentzville Ice Rink. And um, it was really cool to kind of, you know, see all your buddies and all, you know, all these people at school that you honestly don't know, but they're out there kind of rooting and supporting Absolutely. you. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, it was a good time. That's legit. Now, talk to us about, um, you know, the recruiting process and now actually going to college and, and playing hockey in college. You know, what, what was that like? Yeah, so, I mean, I went to St. Louis University. I played I played there. Um, the coach there was uh, Todd Ewan, who was a former Blues player. And um, they were having a like a summer skate and uh, I had just recently played in a showcase tournament in Chicago this this skate was on a Monday I played in this tournament on Friday Saturday and Sunday in Chicago mm. and it was a it was actually a high school all-star tournament so essentially it was people from all over the country for their respective states Come to Chicago. all came to Chicago mm. and we had a big tournament and there was a ton of recruiters there and everything and there's a lot of junior teams there um, but uh, I was currently in a very committed relationship with now my wife, and so I really didn't have any aspirations of playing, you know, going and playing junior somewhere and mm -hmm. uh, putting off kind of starting my life because I knew realistically like I didn't have a career. I wasn't good enough to have a career playing hockey. Mm -hmm. So um, I uh, went to the skate on a, that next Monday after having honestly having a very good showing in the tournament and. Uh, I met the coach. Um, it was a club sport, so it wasn't, you know, it's not like there's a whole lot of recruiting going on, but yeah. they do. Uh, they try to entice you and, and offer you, you know, small types of scholarships and stuff. And so, but uh, it was just a really good fit. Uh, the school was great. I got a biology degree there. Um, my wife went to St. Louis College of Pharmacy, which was down Kings Highway, so we were literally a mile and a half away from each other. Gotcha. Um, so that was, I mean, it couldn't have been any better. But, That's awesome. That's your yeah. high school sweetheart? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I guess talk to us then about, first of all, why why did you choose, because I kind of want to get to the core of, the, of this, of why did you choose a biology major? Uh, well, I knew I wanted to do uh, some form of uh, 
some form of healthcare. So I knew I wanted to do, honestly, I, for a long time, I wanted to be a PT. And uh, so um, I knew kind of the, the obvious uh, major would be biology uh, and something science related. So I went in um, getting my biology degree and then it kind of just happened to where, honestly, it's kind of funny. I was late signing up for, uh, or late applying for PT school. Okay. And so it was not shortly after that that I had um, that I had toured Logan okay. College Chiropractic, and uh, I went into their Biofreeze Center of Rehabilitation, and uh, I saw a guy adjust somebody, and then I also saw him um, do some exercise with that person afterwards. And I said, "Oh wow, that's really cool." And uh, you know, I I. Chiropractic was always in the back of my mind because as a kid, I, you know, I grew up playing ice hockey and baseball, and there were times when I was playing baseball and I was catching, and you know, I'm, you're you're in a squat for a long time, mm-hmm. and I'd come up and you know, I was in so much pain, couldn't stand up straight, playing hockey, you know, it's a bent over sport, bent over for a long period of time, skating, uh, trying to stand up tall, couldn't do it, I was having a bunch of low back pain, and I and I would see you know a chiropractor here in O'Fallon and. He fixed me up, and um, so chiropractic was always kind of in the back of my mind. But this kind of was like the thing that kind of sparked it all. It was almost like a happy accident. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, I applied for for Logan, literally like that next week, and got accepted. And the rest is kind of rock and roll history. That's legit. It kind of happened all by the the basic serendipity of it all. Yeah. Um, can you, for our listeners, and for honestly people like me who don't know the difference sometimes between being a PT and being a chiropractor? Because I feel like there is a confusion or a yeah. you know, general, people don't know my back hurts, who do I go see and why do I go see that? Right, so um, essentially the main difference between PT and chiropractors is that chiropractors, as chiropractors, our, our main focus is manipulation, is the chiropractic adjustment. Um, now that is kind of changing but because there are laws that are coming out that's saying in certain areas PTs can adjust. Um, in different states, that's not that's not across the board. But there are PTs that are starting to be able to manipulate. So, um, but that is honestly our biggest difference between us. Um, a lot of chiropractors, in an older school sense, um, do not focus on any type of soft tissue work or any type of exercise. Gotcha. Um, whereas in my philosophy, in my mindset, that's the, probably one of the largest components of, of my treatment. And you can attest to that is that 100%. we spend a lot of time kind of retraining the body, how to move properly, how to stabilize in, in areas, how to be mobile in other areas, and ultimately leads to loading, you know, the areas of the body that are taking all that stress, how to load those less and how to, um, how to just be a little bit more, um, a little bit more pure in how you're moving. That's right. um, and then as far as the PT mindset, um, there, there's just not the manipulation side of things. They're doing a lot of the same things that we're doing after we adjust. Gotcha. Uh, there's just not the manipulation. Gotcha. That makes sense. And I can 100% adjust it. I think it, it didn't throw me off, but I was honestly surprised by how much you know stuff we do outside of the actual, your mm-hmm. typical chiropractic table sure. um, in your office and you know we spend a lot of time in the weight room and I think I mean it's the difference I, I, I've, I told, I've told all my friends told all my family of I you know I've had back issues for I don't know how many years and I don't know how many chiropractors I've seen but I've never done 
the things that I actually, that we do. I got literally everything is almost foreign to me. And I'm like, this is crazy. And I think one of the most interesting parts that was really compelling to me was how much you factor in the diaphragm and breathing mm -hmm. um, as a part of your back. Can you talk about it just a little bit? Just for our, I know yeah. you don't, don't want to go too high level on Yeah, no, so, uh, so in our office, we, we practice a lot of our rehab principles under what's called dynamic neuromuscular stabilization. So that is a, it's a, it's a rehab philosophy that's based out of the Czech Republic, uh, a, a Czech, um, honestly, P PT or he might be, I think he's a neurologist. Uh, he's the one that started this. And um, he has this concept that uh, everything we do as far as rehab, we're trying to essentially take ourselves back to when we were a baby. Because ultimately, when we were an infant, we weren't focused on our appearance. We weren't focused on, you know, a lot of these other factors that'll change how we ultimately move and how we kind of display ourselves. Mm. Um, but the brain is so immature that it's going to do things in the best way, in the in the most uh, ideal fashion. Gotcha. So ultimately, the core that what we believe is the true core is not, you know, how strong our ab muscles are, how strong our low back is, how many sit-ups or crunches can we do. It's actually the concept of breathing into the belly. So it's essentially it's the ability to use our diaphragm, okay, and the muscles of our pelvic floor to create what we call a cylinder, mm -hmm. the abdominal cylinder. Yep. And when we use the diaphragm, the diaphragm drops down, it causes all of the muscles of our abdominal wall to expand. Gotcha. And it's that pressure that we generate through the breath that stabilizes the back. And I've told you before, right? It's like when you go into a weight room and somebody uses a weight belt. Why are they using that weight belt? Well, they're using that weight belt so that they can feel the diaphragm active so that when the diaphragm pushes down, the abdominal wall pushes out against the weight belt. And gotcha. that is, that pressure is what's pushing out against that belt and that's what stabilizes the back. It's not tightening or sucking in the stomach, hollowing out our abdomen. It's, the, it's actually the exact opposite and that's pushing out via the diaphragm pushing down when we take in that good breath. Gotcha, which ultimately stabilizes. Which stabilizes the back. Yep. That's awesome, that's really cool. Um, and then I'll, I know we kind of went off, off a little bit. Yeah, you're good. Talk to us a little bit about your time, you know, your three and a half years at Logan and you know what that was like. I'm sure you probably, you know, gained a pretty tight community of other chiropractors as sure. well um, and learned a lot of dope things. What was that kind of like? Yeah, uh, Logan was great. Um, is a very it's it's a very tough school i don't think a lot of people understand how many hours of school we go through mm -hmm. um we were taking on average about 33 to 34 credit hours a semester um there were days in our first year where we had three or four weeks straight where we had at least a, one quiz or one exam every single day Damn. so we were very very i mean busy all the time whether we were in the anatomy lab studying you know the cadavers and and whatever region we're working on uh whether we were in biochemistry lab or whether we were in you know neuroanatomy lab and it was just there was there's so much stuff that goes into our education um and i'm very thankful for logan for preparing me for coming out but one of the things that i came across when i was at logan was a uh, a club that was that's called motion palpation institute and that is honestly what I owe the majority of thanks to for preparing me for practice because I ended up being a representative and at one point being president of this club and essentially if I could describe Motion Palpation Institute in one sentence it would be um, essentially 
giving me a method to evaluate the spine where I'm going to treat. Okay. So essentially we look at the spine as uh, we take a joint by joint approach. So we evaluate every joint in the spine going from the top of your head down to the bottom of your foot and we are trying to find what we call kinks in the chain. All right, So parts of the chain that aren't moving appropriately, mm -hmm. we're going to correct that via our manipulation. And then a uh, big thing that MPI focused on was the the corrective exercise and rehab component. So honestly, the way I view healthcare and what I do on a daily basis is a huge thanks to um, guys that were big influencers to me. Um, guys like Brett Winchester, who practices in Troy, Missouri. Guys like Corey Campbell, who practices in uh, Oklahoma, or I'm sorry, not Oklahoma, uh, Omaha, Nebraska. And then also guys like Mark King, gotcha. uh, who are in um, Cincinnati. Winchester Spine and Sport. Yeah, that's, that's, where, we take, that's where we take our daughter for yep. uh, her, uh, we, we're seeing like a baby chiropractor. Yeah, so Brett is, uh, Dr. Winchester is a, is a huge influencer and mentor to me, and uh, honestly, a lot of our office, um, a lot of our office is uh, is based off of how they run their practice. That's really so cool. He's been a great he's been a great tool for us. I had no I always thought Winchester was a uh, <laughs> thought it was a town to be honest. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Everyone in Troy, everyone in Troy knows him. So. Gotcha. That's pretty so, cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we, we we take that drive out there once a month for. Uh, and it's funny because like do you baby, see Dr. Winchester? I don't, but the baby chiropractor, she always she's a oh Lauren, Dr. Lauren, yeah, yeah. So awesome. Lauren and I, uh, Lauren was a rep at Motion Palpation Institute, and Such I brought her, world. I brought her on. It's so next time you see Lauren, tell her I said hi. That's insane. Yeah. she's while we're there, she's like, yeah, because like, I was having back issues back then. She's yeah. like, you should see our guy. You should see our guy. And back then, I was like, I, I got a recommendation for another guy, but it's so funny that you guys yeah. know each other and they're probably be, doing the it same would be, thing. It would be very similar, yeah. <laughs> it would be very similar. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so now, what was your process like or transition like out of Logan and into the professional world? Yeah, so, um, so going from school to practice, um, you know, uh, Anybody that started a business can know just how challenging it is to start a business. I mean, just taking something from zero to 60 is, you know, uh, it's, it's tough. But uh, one of the things that I did starting out was, uh, as I was waiting on my license, um, kind of before I graduated, I started personal training at Gold's Gym uh, in St. Charles. And so, um, you know, it's such a, it's such a kind of a good... It's, it's very similar to what I'm doing in a rehab setting even, you know, is just taking people through exercise and making sure that they're doing things well, protecting themselves uh, from injury, and honestly preparing themselves for life. Because uh, uh, that's how, kind of, how we like to view lifting weights and things like that is, mm -hmm. hey, every time I look at a deadlift, I think about picking up my daughter, you know, or you picking up your daughter, or every time I squat, right? It's like, if you're 70 years old and you're squatting, that's preparing you to get up and down off the toilet on a daily basis, you know? So you're, you're making sure that your body is in the best state to, to move and to move pain-free and to do your activities of daily living, uh, the things that you need to continue to do to have a, a full, uh, fulfilling life. 100%. So that was, that was one of the biggest things I did um, kind of as I was making that transition from graduating to, to practicing. And then I practiced, or I'm sorry, I personal trained for the first probably year to year and a half uh, that I was I was practicing okay and then so, 
Did you instantly start out at the Back Pain Center? I did, yeah. So kind of a funny story there. Uh, I was a Tri-1 student at Logan, and at Logan we do trimesters, so three semesters every year. So one in the spring, one in the summer, one in the, the fall, winter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a Tri-1 student. I was working out at Club Fitness at K&N, the old Club Fitness at K&N. Yeah, it was like a dungeon. Yeah, it's still there. And uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a burn fitness now, or a burn boot oh, camp yeah, now. Yeah. So, um, and... Uh, I saw this guy that had a shirt on that said ART on it, and ART is a myofascial release technique that we practice, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was actually in the process of like learning it and practicing it on students and other people in my class, and and uh, he asked me for a spot. He was benching, and uh, I went over and I said, oh, I said, uh, are you a chiropractor or a PT? He goes, yeah, I'm a chiropractor. I work at this office over here, and his name was Dr. Scott Grogan, and uh, Scott is one of the owners at our office, and um, he offered me an opportunity to come out and shadow as a try one. As a try one, I'm I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh yeah, I'd love that opportunity, but then in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, I'm a try one. I don't even know anything. Oh, so this, this is fun. your first, very first semester. Then. Oh, my very first semester. Yeah, <laughs> like, awesome. I don't know. I don't know anything. I mean, I could tell you like a, I could tell you some organic chemistry stuff that I learned at, <laughs> you know, at SLU, but I don't know anything as far as when it comes to the body right now. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm. I'm nothing right now, so I uh, I kind of blew them off honestly. Mm. And then my third trimester, so in you know October November, I started uh, in that club that I told you about at Motion Palpation Institute, and I was at a seminar in Chicago, and we went to a Llewellyn's in Chicago, and I'm sitting down at this table, and I hear John, and I look behind me, and it's Scott Grogan, oh, crap. and one of our our other owner Matt Nicholson and then now one of our owners Ryan Brinker so all three of the guys that work in my office with me were sitting at a table right next to us and at this point you know I knew a little bit I'm starting to get into manipulation yep. and exercise stuff and kind of more along the lines of the treatment side of things and uh, he's like hey you need to come out and shadow and I said okay and it was like the next week after he got back I gone in and shadowed and then I was kind of just very familiar around the office. I go in and I shadow you know a couple times a month here and there and then when it came to uh, when I was in student clinic and we were working up at school I was still shadowing at their office learning a lot from them and they said hey John we want to take you out to lunch and uh, I remember it like it was yesterday we went to Chipotle on K right by my office Mm -hmm. and uh they sat me down and they said, hey, you know, we have a room open. Would you be willing to to take on that spot and would you like to come work for us? And I was like, are you kidding me? Absolutely. Awesome. I grew up in O'Fallon. I grew up five minutes from the office. I know a bunch of people in the area. Um, I couldn't imagine moving somewhere and starting where I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. So it just seemed perfect. Uh, and... Uh, like I just feel like I was meant to be at this, yeah, yeah. At this office. So. Back, to, back to the word serendipity. That's, yeah, uh, so it's good. That's super, super cool. And what, what was it kind of, uh, you know, what was your, say, your first year like, um, you know, having your own you know, having your own room yeah. and kind of building up your client base and things like that? Yeah, I guess I could boil it down to one word, and that's grind. Like you it. know, so uh, it's just, um, if I could tell, especially if there's any new docs that are, you know, coming out and mm-hmm. you're starting fresh, it's, don't get too high in your highs and don't get too low in your lows because ultimately every single day you are putting your best self best self out there. Go out, you're not gonna meet people, you're not gonna meet future patients by sitting 
in your office and you know doing stuff there you got to get out and you got to meet people there were days where I was going to the gym you know three different gyms and I was working out three or four times a day mm, and you know just, just, meet, meet just meeting people and uh, starting conversations with people and um, you know I'll always tell people like I'm not too proud to, to, to say if I was struggling or if something was, was challenging and I think if anybody tells you that their first year of practice was a cakewalk I think that's a person that is lying through their teeth because yep. it is very challenging it's the hardest thing I've ever done and uh, but I can honestly say that where I am now is a 100 percent um, due to the fact of the work that was put in in the first year of practice and we're closing in on year two um, you know numbers of people that we're seeing a month are up um, collections are up um, and most importantly though people are getting better and that's the biggest thing you know like what it boils down to um, is it's are, are people getting better or are they not getting better and because uh, that's that's the biggest thing I care about if people are getting better then the money's gonna be there um, the people on the schedule are gonna be there um, but ultimately results have to be there 100% so I think uh, that's 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 probably the realest thing that you've uh, said I've seen a lot of a lot of chiropractors in my day um, and that's one thing I can say is I'm genuinely getting better yeah and I feel like you know sometimes you go into a chiropractor's office and you just walk in they pop you real quick and like it sounds cool but like yeah you actually don't even feel better they're just like all right we're uh, we're done here and it's just like I don't know if I kind of feel right yeah uh, but I, I think uh, you're right. I think your 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 intent and your product will prove itself. I feel like at the end of the day. Yeah, and if I and I'll say this: if I wanted to make a lot of a lot of money in my profession, mm -hmm. the mod the the way I'm going about it right now, I would I would not do that because ultimately, the way to make more money is to see more people, mm -hmm. and if you're seeing people over 30 minute time slots instead of five minutes or two minutes, mm -hmm. obviously you're not gonna be able to see as many people in a day. But I feel like there's so much more uh, to, you know, someone's care than just adjusting somebody. I think that's a large component of it. If I didn't think it, I wouldn't do it. But I want to not only, you know, remove joint restrictions, but I want to teach somebody how to move better and how to take over control of their body so that their body's not ultimately controlling them. So when you go to pick up your daughter, you know, you want to make sure that your spine is in a good position, you're loading your hips well, you're protecting your back mm -hmm. uh, so that you can do that more often, you know, and not be set back. That's real. So. That's super real. Now, where do you see, where do you see your, you know, yourself, like, long term from now? Um, yeah. Obviously with the, the Literally, with what you just said, not really worrying about short-term metrics and trying to see how many people you can get in. It yeah. looks like you're trying to build this in perpetuity. Yeah. So where do you see yourself you know, long-term with this? I see myself with the same company, the same group of guys, um, just continuing to build our, our brand that is Back Pain Center. Um, you know, ultimately, we are all essentially four small businesses in this one place, but we we know that ultimately it doesn't matter if when someone comes into Back Pain Center if they're seeing Dr. Moore, if they're seeing Dr. Grogan or Dr. Nicholson, um, we just want them to come into our clinic and to get better. And we know that we've got a good group of guys that are gonna take care of whoever comes in. Um, and we've been so incredibly blessed uh, by the people of our community that we're able to open up a satellite clinic in Wentzville. 
So um, in our intern Josh is going to take that over when he graduates, and uh, yeah, we're really we're really excited. I mean, I see myself in the long term, you know, hopefully being a part of you know these branching out and these satellite clinics and things like that. Um, but uh, it's an exciting time for our office uh, because. Like I said, you know, we are able to be, you know, able to not only serve this community but also go out and into Wentzville, uh, which is really, really cool. That's big. That's uh, that's really, uh, really awesome. And to kind of give our listeners um, some access, if they wanted to reach out to you or you know, set up a consultation appointment or things like that, um, what would be the best way to do that? Um, there's a couple ways they could go about that. Um, the, I mean, probably the best way if they wanted an appointment would be to call our office and talk with Angie or April. Um, and our phone number is 636-978-5511. Uh, they can also go um, to our website, which is ophalonchiropractor.com, and they can schedule an appointment via email gotcha. from there. Uh, and then also, too, I mean, uh, they can reach out to my, my personal um, or my business Facebook page or Instagram page, and they just if they just type in Dr. John Moore, um, you know I'm the bald guy with the Back Pain Center <laughs> logo in the background, uh, so it's kind of hard to miss. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'd love to just you know even if they just have questions about hey can you could you help me with this? Number one, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with them. I'm not going to to try to say you know hey if they have something that I don't think I can help with, I'm not gonna try to tell them I can help it. Um, one of my goals is to number one, if I if I feel like I can help somebody, I'm going to do my absolute best to get them better. But if I don't think I can help somebody, I'm going to put them into the hands of somebody that I think can help them. That's real. So that's super real. That's, that's admirable. Most people just want to take the business for themselves, yeah. and uh, that's real. I think ultimately that that works better in the long run. Hundred percent. So well, Dr. Moore, really, really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate you telling appreciate your story. You. This was. Uh, Super awesome. Yeah, Thanks fun. again for uh, listening in to the St. Louis Small Business Podcast.